Welcome to My Creative Corner 3, a podcast about quilting, creativity, and life in a northern town. Feel free to leave comments on the show notes at mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com and let's keep the conversation going online. My name is Vicki and welcome to the podcast. Happy May 1st. I am so glad May is here. April kind of bogged me down with that 40 inches of snow we got, but it's 77 degrees today. The wind is howling outside, which means that the snow is melting and rain is coming actually tonight. My garden is starting to wake up. Um, The thing about uh, Michigan is, especially where I live in northern Michigan, not quite to the upper peninsula, the garden when the snow is off and there's a little bit of sun on it it quickly comes to life so I have poppies coming up my irises the couple spring bulbs that I have which are hyacinths and a couple tulips um, they're really going to town um, believe it or not yucca certain um, certain type of yucca plant grows here and that stays green all winter even though it's buried in snow it's perked right up looking good Overall, I have been obsessed this year with plants and gardening. I've been watching a lot of show uh, shows about gardening. Um, BBC shows are my favorite. I've watched the show, I think I've talked about it before, is called um, Love Your Garden and um, Small Spaces, Big Idea and Gardening Rescue, I think it's called, with Charlie Dimmick. She's one of my favorites. Um, so anyway, those shows, I will try to remember to link them in the show comments, show notes, excuse me, because I just decided this year I needed some plants, and plants are something that is encouraged in another thing that I've been obsessed about reading about, which is Feng Shui. I was watching one of my favorite design shows is back, yeah, Trading Spaces, and um, Vern Yip had a room. He's one of my favorite designers. And I, I just love that clean line. And he was talking about Feng Shui. So I did a lot of research on kind of um, Feng Shui light and discovered that plants in the house is also encouraged. And I know that plants help clean the air. So I've been doing an experiment in trying to grow philodendron and spider plants which also go with my 1970s vibe because I've been practicing macrame this house is 100 years old but believe me in the 70s people put um, plant hooks in every window of this house so I can make some macrame plant hangers and that spider plants ready to roll and I'll be rocking that (laughs) bohemian vibe oh my gosh my husband is gonna laugh when he hears that because uh, everything in my house is kind of a hodgepodge. Um, I'll talk a little bit about design in my house here. Is that it was built in probably 1900, 1910, um, maybe as late as 1915. It's one of the first houses that was built in my little town. And uh, it didn't have bathroom or indoor plumbing. It had a pump for the water. There was a cow barn behind it. And um, I'm not, not sure if they raised a cattle for milk or dairy or if it was just a family farm Um, I think it was just a family farm and the outhouse was smack dab in the middle of my backyard and then when the city 
expanded and this was incorporated in part of the city, they determined that um, city water and sewer lines were going to come through and they made the people much later <coughs> put a bathroom on it. So all the plumbing is in the back of the house. And um, so it's got an odd shape to this house, but believe it or not, when I line up some of the feng shui um, maps to a house about facing south, facing north, and learning about the zones, my house is actually kind of incorporated all the feng shui already. However, my house is full of old stuff from relatives and a hodgepodge here and there of things I've inherited or bought at auctions and bought secondhand. Um, I have a curved china cabinet in my grandmother's treadle sewing machine in my dining room. I have all different kinds of woods. Nothing really matches, but you know, it's an old house. It has a lot of pine and old wood trim. Nothing fancy. This was a very, very um, functional home that was built on a budget. And so I decided that the Victoriana stuff is a little, I'm old and it's old and I'm ready to move on. So I'm really trying to get more of the bohemian style that I see on Pinterest as well as some of the more clean lines. And um, even though the curved china cabinet is feng shui because it's curved, doesn't have sharp edges. I'm just kind of wanting um, less is more kind of a thing. The older I get, the more I'm interested in trying to be a minimalist. And one of the things that Gretchen Rubin is always preaching is about clutter as well as <laughs> feng shui is, you know, clutter. So in a small house, everything has to have its place in a place for everything. So quilting, I have been busy. Believe it or not, even though April bogged me down, I've been busy. I've been doing a lot of customer quilts. I've been doing all swirls, though. Everybody just wants a overall edge-to-edge, -edge, and it's one of my least expensive um, patterns. And I like to do the swirl. It has a lot of movement. I will enter into the swirl on the long arm, and you can do this on your sewing machine at home, too. And I make a curve to the inside, and you don't close the circle, but about three-quarters of the way around, I stop. I change direction, and I make like an apostrophe lump or bump on the end, and then I start to echo around the swirl. Sometimes I'll echo a long ways around before I stop. I change direction, and I will start and make another swirl. Sometimes I'll leave the swirl more open. Sometimes it's more closed and has more lines. But really, I like this pattern because there's a lot of rhythm and movement. And you can get super into the zone or maybe zen or in the flow state. These are all different words I've heard to describe this moment where you just feel like your mind is free and you are doing something that makes you feel good and I feel very creative and at one with the universe and at peace and um, just really focus on what I'm doing and have fun with it. So that's my um, swirl. But you know, there's lots of different types of swirls out there. And sometimes I will incorporate different ones for different projects. Um, you know, there's some really elongated swirls with lots of echoes. I've seen those in Angela Walters types of um, creating. I've also seen um, Judy Madsen do 
swirls with um, feathers on the back of them. I've seen uh, Krista Watson has a lot of different feathers. Some of them don't have a lot of movement. They just swirl around, swirl around, no changing direction. But I want to say that um, Angela Walters and some other people like her have done these swirls with lots of direction changes, and I like them. And I don't like the pointy middles. I like the rounded apostrophe. Now, um, quilting inspiration. A friend of mine gave me a book from, I think it's about 2006 was the copyright date. Um, nope, 2009. Um, it is some something from American Quilter Society. I'm reading off my phone. Sorry about my stilted voice there. My friend went to Paducah in about that year, and she went on the quilting trip of a lifetime with her best friend, and she bought this book. But she decided that um, free motion quilting just wasn't her thing. So I quilt most of her quilts for her. And she gave me this book. It's called Machine Freehand Patterns by Nan Moore. Oh my gosh. Nan Moore, I think, was ahead of her time. This has got some awesome motifs, edge-to-edge -edge designs, textured. I really like it. And it was really inspiring to me to kind of get back into the doodling of different shapes and, and different things that I haven't seen in a while. Um, maybe they're old school. I don't know, but I think they look modern and fresh to me. So enjoy that book if you can find it. It's probably, I don't know if it's still in print or not, but you might be able to find it out in the internet. I loved it. I loved it. Freehand. We call it free motion now, don't we? See, that's just what I just love it. I love it. So overall, I've been watching gardening shows. We talked about that. Um, I'm not planting a vegetable garden, just doing perennials, and I want to spruce up my yard. Um, then I've been swirling it around, swirling it up, as I call it. In fact, um, if you follow me on Instagram, I use the hashtag, I am the queen of swirls, because I do so much of it, and I love them so much. Just swirling it up. Now, the other thing on Instagram I found is someone is doing the 30-day improv challenge. And I may have talked about this last podcast, but I'm getting about halfway through it. I haven't done an improv block every single day. But I did set up some rules for myself as, following, as well as following the rules of the person who has the hashtag um, 3 times 30 times 30 days improv challenge I think it is um you have to check my Instagram account for it the the rules are three fabrics random is how she's doing it ah I can't do exact random but I had a plan of another improv quilt that I was doing and it kind of morphed into this and I'm picking three fabrics for a modern row quilt that I'm doing. It's going to be all improv, row by row. Each has a theme, and it's a nature-themed quilt, and it's an odd shape. I decided to go um, six and a half inches wide by seven and a half inches long in a rectangular improv shape, and I'm trying to force myself to do different things. 
improv is, is something that, you know, I'm trying to be improvisational, not doing the same things over and over that I know. And it's really taught me a lot. In fact, the first couple days, it wound up being a massive block. That's not going to go in this quote, but it was a great learning experience. And I found that, again, minimalism is coming up. Improv, for me, when I'm quilting on these blocks this size, less is more. And being edited down to only three fabrics in certain size has made me realize that you really have to edit down all of the chaos or the quilt just looks a mess. So the messy blocks went out and I'm really liking where this is going and taking shape. Uh, overall, I'm going to try to do about 30. I got to count how many I need for it to actually come out to the right shape. And I think close to 30 will do it. Overall, I think we'd give it a try. It's a great exercise. Some of them have taken me shorter than 30 minutes and some of the blocks have taken me longer. Um, you can always join in. I think it's a great way to do a short version of a 100 day challenge. 100 day challenge was hard when I've done that in the past. And that's on um, online on Instagram as well as part of many local art councils, which is where I've heard of it before. So the 100 day challenge, I know, just wrapped up for a lot of people. And I'm just working on my little 30-day challenge. The other thing I want to do is uh, I was looking for a photo-a-day challenge for Instagram. And I found somebody who is doing one uh, that is craft and quilt themed. And I just figured out her hashtag, which is hashtag AQS photo challenge 2018. And... I love this photography challenge. It's by AQ Adventure Quilters, what that stands for. Adventurous Quilters, sorry. So day one is space, color, inspiration. And she did it so there would be broad enough topics that people could also do non-quilting topics, non-quilting photos. So I'm pretty excited about that. That'll be a great thing for me to do in May. I've been doing photo-a-day challenges for as long as I've been on Instagram and I got to a point where I wanted to have a more uniform feed and I thought this would be a great challenge to do because it's something I can make quilt related and and still be inspired with a daily prompt. I still am doing a daily prompt challenge on my Facebook page. Um, we've taken the last couple of weeks in doing um, sharing our 15 minutes a day that we're devoting to creativity. And I have to come up with um, May's prompts. I haven't done that yet. I, I Today was just share what you're doing. But I'm not sure if I, how I want to do it for May. As the summer comes, sometimes I think we get more busy and people are gardening and people are traveling. I may do more of a month-long theme for May, June, July, and August. The other part is um, I'm a lot busier this year. I have uh, one of my kids is getting married and you know so there's some busyness involved with that and I just want to be able to make it easy for people to 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 find something that makes them be encouraged to create because creativity to me is a muscle that must be used and when I use it every day I do a lot better a lot better in not finding myself backed into creative corners or being stuck. 
I can find ways on problem solving and creative sparks happen a lot more when I am being creative. So let me tell you a little bit about my help because, you know, I've alluded to it and I thought it would be fun to talk about the progress that I've made. My health is pretty good for somebody who has a lot of chronic health problems. Like I have a middle ear problem called Meniere's disease and it flares up a lot and can make me feel dizzy and it's, it's allergy related, it's autoimmune and it's just one of those gigs that I've had it since I was in my late teens and even before that. And so I kind of get used to it. It waylays me once in a while. Chronic allergies is usually part of it. I don't have a thyroid, so I have had to deal with, um, I have to see a doctor quarterly to have my med reviews. And then um, diabetes kind of came along, which happens as we get older and I carry extra weight and I don't have a thyroid. So cholesterol, I've always had high cholesterol. Guess what? I had all my labs done and because I've been following the program, that the doctor wants me to follow. The labs were good. It's the first time in a long, long time where I went to the doctor and they looked at my labs and said, I'm very satisfied with your numbers. Woohoo! I was celebrating up a storm. But, you know, the other part of it is, um, he also says, I'd like you to lose 20 pounds by the time I see you next. I'm like, boohoo! That's been a problem. But I have lost some weight over the winter even though I haven't been able to exercise as much because I did the classic don't do this thing, okay? I know better than this. I know better than this. And I'm going to say I know better than this. But in January, um, I got caught up at the gym, which I've been going regularly a couple times a week. Sometimes I'll go three times a week. I got caught up with a lot of my coworkers joined up and I had the thought of this um, wedding coming and we have to buy an outfit and I really really pushed it because I was feeling like I needed to step it up and I needed to get my labs better and I need to look better for pictures how vain of me oh goodness how stupid and I hurt myself terribly my hip on the left side is pretty bad um, I finally succumbed to getting an x-ray and found out that, yeah, I have a lot of problems in that hip. It's a lot of arthritis, and I'll find out more when I see um, yet again another doctor. But what happened is after all of that, I kept pushing it because, you know, in our society with some of the television shows we have, I'm not going to name the show, but they just keep pushing people through um, injury and keep working and I watch a lot of um, strong strength training strong men strong women on YouTube and they keep pushing themselves through injury and I thought you know just because I'm in my 50s and a little overweight I just got to keep pushing through well I pushed through to the point where I couldn't even walk um, I did decided then I couldn't do cardio anymore which is what was recommended to me by my physician um, and I said well since I can't walk then I'm going to do weight training again because I like weight training with machines because with my balance I'm afraid to do free weights without 
you know, falling and having somebody there all the time. So, well, February, I went on the weight machine. They only put 20 pounds on it, but I did every machine in the gym. <laughs> then I really couldn't walk. And then it got worse and worse. And I thought, well, maybe for the first time, I should actually start taking care of myself and putting myself first and spending money on something that I should have done a long time ago when my hip flared up overall you know he flares up all the time it's been a problem since I was a kid is that I went to physical therapy and I'm halfway through physical therapy right now and I'm thinking it's the best money I've ever spent does my hip hurt yeah but I can walk I can actually do things that I realized you know over weeks months I don't know maybe even off and on for a couple of years I have found that I have been accommodating for this hip bursitis and joint problems to where I wasn't I wasn't doing things um, in the way you should like putting on shoes carrying laundry up and down stairs um, eventually it started waking me up at night and it's not anymore so I can also put shoes off and on, socks off and on without my hip screaming. So I want to say is that it's working for me. Do I think I might have to take medication for it or get a shot? Maybe. I don't know. We'll see what the doctor says at the end of May when I go. But I'm pretty excited for the first time. Labs are good. I'm working in this physical therapy program. And I'm really excited because I was thinking I wasn't going to be able to go back to the gym, which I really like to go, and I think I'm going to be able to go back. However, I cannot do what I was doing. I'm going to have to go back to the 80s. Hey, man, a lot of nostalgia in this uh, bohemian, macrame, hippie chic uh, episode. I'm going to go back to the 80s with aerobics and um, Jane Fonda. But really, what I'm doing in physical therapy is all those kinds of calisthenic type of exercises. Jack LaLanne, that's really going back a few decades. And um, for anyone who is a younger uh, listener, Jack LaLanne is from like my grandparents' era, the exercise guru of that time. And he was a push-up up calisthenic kind of guy I don't know that they call it calisthenics anymore what is it called body weight exercises is it called isometrics see that was called that at one time anyway I'm gonna have to do those kinds of exercises for a while and a little bit of walking outside no more treadmill but I can use the elliptical trainer and I can do that for about 15 20 minutes when I was going to the gym regularly so good news this winter has been good in my health department and I want to keep working on that and I want to encourage you to keep on keeping on with that you know it's just like quilting really um you just take it one step at a time and then eventually you'll see a little bit of results and for some people like me it, it's a long time and it's a lot of work but you can't give up and you got to keep going I I approach quilting that same way, a little bit every day, one stitch, one block, one row at a time. And I'm approaching exercise that way. 
one exercise, one workout session, one day at a time. And that's how I'm going to approach it over the summer, hoping that maybe I can actually, I don't know if I can get 20 pounds off by the, my next doctor's appointment, but I surely would love to have less weight because less weight will make less work for my joints. So I want to encourage everybody to be healthy, take care of yourself, and create. Now, if you could do this task for me, I would really, really appreciate it. I um, don't have very many reviews on iTunes, and I really would like to encourage people to be part of the podcast and the continuing conversation that we have. I love getting comments on my web space, um, website, blog, if you will. Um, I don't know if they're called blogs anymore. I'm really feeling the generation gap here, people. So help me out. Um, but my blog is on uh, mycreativecorner3.wordpress.com or I very active on Instagram and Twitter. Um, Instagram is my favorite. I do have a Facebook um, page too. But, you know, w I really would like the community to be involved and to get more people involved, I think um, some reviews on iTunes or, or Stitcher, that's another place, or Podbean. Um, but iTunes has um, the review spot that I've seen the most. So if you could leave me a review, I would really, really appreciate it. I also have a twice a month newsletter. And you can sign up for that at the top of my blog. It'll say newsletter. And if you click on my link in my profile on Instagram, you'll see all the different places that I am active. I also have a little YouTube channel where you can see um, some silly everyday stuff as well as an occasional sewing tutorial. And I like doing short videos. A lot of them are a minute or two minutes or less. Um, I did a video on how I make swirls. So if you want to see the quilts that I did, as well as um, how I made swirls on the long arm. It, you can do it with your domestic machine. You just It's the shape, and you can see where I stop and change direction to do the, um, quote, signature, unquote. I'm doing the air quotes here. Uh, my signature stitch. Swirls are as personal to everyone as a fingerprint. I mean, you get to where you can look at a quilt, and you see certain ways their feathers are made or their swirls. And I'm, I'm serious. You'll be able to identify that person's quilting. So please um, leave me a review. Sign up for the newsletter. And overall, whatever you do today, be creative and quilt on, everyone. Have a fabulous May. <laughs>